So Travis, when did you start your journey of entrepreneurship? Um, I started, you know, it probably started, it's always kind of been in me. Um, as a young kid, you know, always had that leadership quality. I just put it towards the wrong things as a kid. I, I was a troubled kid, but um, it's always been in me. It's always, ha I've always had the leadership qualities about me, you know? Okay. Could I, um, let me, let me see. So you, when I hear that, right, you're a very rebellious kid. Is that what you're uh, getting at? Um, yeah, you could say rebellious runs with it. You know, when, when you don't have a lot of adult supervision, you kind of just run in your own game from a young, um, you know, they label it all. They can label you ADD. They can label you dyslexic. They can label you all these things. So when school's tough and you're not really looked over, your parents aren't really looking over you, you know, kids will, kids will wander. They'll get into trouble. They'll start doing other things. And, uh, so that, that's what I mean. But yeah, you know, um, but it starts. So the leadership was always there um, as a young man, you know, as a young man, I just was channel. Oops. I was just channeling it in a wrong, in the wrong manner, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, did you, you know, before your journey in entrepreneurship, did you ever do like a nine to five at all? Yeah, I did a nine to five. I, um, I, you know, when I was about 18, um, was tired of, you know, it was about the time when my friends, everyone was going to either start going to jail, you know, and getting in trouble. I actually started to go to church. And that's another story we could talk about later. But um, I went to a job site and um, yeah, I worked for a company. They hired me. I started in the trenches started with a shovel in my hand a lot of people don't know that even the people that i work with because we do underground electrical that that's actually where i started was in in with a shovel in my hand first company i worked for uh you know i just was the guy with the shovel in hand and i just worked my way from that from that point just worked my way all the way up then when i was about 25 um I had become a foreman very young. So I was a foreman already running jobs at 25 years old. So I was uh, working for a company. I was just under the owner and, you know, as far as leadership and, um, you know, got to learn a lot of what not to do because of what he did. And then, and then at that time frame, it was the 2008 crash. So the economy came to, you know, construction came to a halt. So then they, he, he closed up his company and he went to Texas. And, um, uh, from that point, from that point, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to pick this thing up and run with it. So that's when I began to, you know, plan and work towards starting my own company. So it's been a long time in the making. Um, I've now had light electric up and running for, I would say going on 12 years. 12 years. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I just got into the trade young. So nine to five. Yep. I worked a nine to five, worked one company for about four or five years, uh, learned the trade, went to another company. That's when I was, uh, a foreman basically got put into a superintendent position and, um, 
just ran with it, man. Just ran with it all the way to the top, you know? Yeah. I feel yeah. like, I feel like the nine to fives teach you a lot of skills that um, help you whenever you do transition into doing your own thing, whether that's, you know, customer service, work ethic, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to, there's always got to be that starting point, you know, and everybody's walk. Cause you'll learn what not to do as well. Like the company that I was just speaking of, I learned a lot of what not to do, you know, um, IRS troubles, uh, taxes, payroll tax troubles, this, all the stuff that this other company got in trouble with. Um, I just knew from that guy's failures, what not to do with mine. So, um, so actually I want to bring it back a little bit. Okay. Um, So with this leadership quality that you have and, you know, you kind of being a rebellious kid because you, you didn't really have your parents watching over you like that. Um, who was, uh, who was that mentor in your life that got you up back on track, you know, to utilize that leadership energy, you know, to, uh, you know, better your life, you know? start focusing towards entrepreneurship or even just moving up in the company? Um, For me, so when I began to go to church, really, I mean, it helped a lot. Um, I didn't have any college. So my, my education ended about ninth grade. So there was no education involved. It was just hard work and dedication that brought me here. There was no college. There was no, not even a high school diploma, nothing but just hard work and dedication that brought me here. And then behind every, to let you guys know, behind every, you know, man, there's a that if you fall in love with a woman, they'll bring the best out in you. We work hard for them. So I got married young um, and I, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have the backing to like sit back and ask for any help. There was no help. It was sink or swim. So I just uh, wanted to make her happy, wanted to build a life. And I just knew it felt good. I knew going to work every day felt good instead of being a loser kid that was selling drugs and just putting all this negative into the world. When I changed my life, I felt, it just felt good. It felt to get up early in the morning. It felt good to put those boots on. It felt good to work hard, come home. You know, just, I went with the feeling. There was times I would stay after work with the inspections, not even being paid, not being paid. Just, just wanted to learn, just wanted to be with, the hired, you know, foreman guys and just go from that level. And, um, but to answer your question, mentoring, um, I would just read a lot of books on, um, you know, obviously the Bible was there. I would read that, but then I would read some on leadership, but some of this stuff I think is just in a person. You can draw it out in some people, but you know, as me now as being an employer, I've seen so many young men come and go. Like some of them, you can try and pull it out of them and uh, you'll get, you'll get some to, to really answer that call. And some just don't want that, that leadership, that grind, you know, they're looking for the easy route. And um, so I didn't really have too many men that I can speak of really 
that were mentors because they really weren't. I just looked to the higher, you know, higher calling, which is God, and uh, just went with the feeling inside what felt good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, went with my feeling, what made me feel that I was being a part of society in the right way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and get whenever you, you had mentioned you got married young, same thing yeah. with me. Um, mm-hmm. Married young. And I feel like that was one of the one of the big things that drove me to try everything that I possibly could to start a business. You know, like I tried so many different things because I wanted to make a better life for us. You know. And, right. Yep. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. I'm guessing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, cause you'll do anything for her. Right. I mean, that's, that's, it's a good motivation. If you love that woman, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're doing good, Isaac, man, you're doing good from what barely shortly knowing you and getting to know Chris, but, uh, you know, keep after it, man. You know, you yeah. found, you found something that works for you and, or, from what I've seen, you're, you're doing very well at it. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of you know things that you'll hear on the internet are people people saying like you know hustle now, forget relationships. You know, do you like? I, I think if you find the right relationship, you should move forward. You know, do you feel that way? Like a lot of people say, you know, work hard, build your business now, and then focus on relationships later. Is do you feel that way as well? I would, I would now. Yeah, I would. If I were to mentor a young man, I would say wait. Wait. I would. I would say get the career, get wait, get it all because it's just you know same as if you're going to add kids to it. It doesn't. It doesn't add. It doesn't add. Not that. Not that when you talk to people, they say, "Oh, I love my kids. I'd never change it," but waiting is okay like a stat then you know for sure who you are put that work in put that time in on you and then as you're running that lane that right person will get drawn to you um right you know because sometimes when we get married too young it might not have been the right person per se you know and uh and marriage is tough i mean i'm on 20 years of it and it'll take it'll take it'll take a lot of fighting, not in, in a bad way. It's, it's, a, if what I'm saying is fighting is you got to fight for this thing that you want right. in a good way. Um, and you know, me and my wife, we've, we met in, when we were teenagers. So we've been through the teens, yeah. the twenties, the thirties, and now we're getting and now we're hitting our forties. So uh, we know each other, uh, you know, but I would encourage young men to wait. Get the career, get the career, get the, get the money, you know, get that account stacked. And then, and then that woman comes along and then you can just like, here I am, you know? So what do you believe is the appropriate age to get married then? I would at least wait till the later twenties, even in your maybe 30, but, but in the twenties, you feel like, you know, everything you really do. Like, you're like, man, I'm in my twenties. I feel like I got this, but you don't. Yeah, <laughs> you really, you really don't, and yep. you're in a hurry for something that will that can just crush your whole life, man. Mm. 
So, so I would, I would, I would get the career, get the career, get the money, stack a business. And then you really have something to put on the plate. Then you don't have to settle. You can pick and choose who you want at that point. And then it's a better, better options. So how did you, um, how, how was it? I only, I, you know, my, my wifi kind of broke up so that, you know, you know, I snapped off, but <laughs> so how, how, um, how did you pursue your business while still trying to maintain your relationship with your woman, you know? And I don't even know if you have kids. So we used to, we never had kids. So we didn't, yeah, that's one thing we didn't, we didn't ever have kids. Uh, but so your question is, is how did I still do the business and manage everything? Yeah. Yeah. You, you had your personal life, which is with your woman and probably with Mm -hmm. your friend. Right. And then you had your nine to five, I'm assuming. And then you also had to manage uh, uh, the business that you were starting up. So how were you Mm -hmm. able to do once? without burning you know um yeah you just um no plan b's there's no nope. plan b there's just a you just <laughs> go for it you never yeah i mean you just uh, i mean i started light electric in a recession and uh, mm-hmm. you just don't you don't listen to other people people would they're always gonna say you know uh I don't know. It's weird. You know how it is. People want to speak negative naturally. Not a lot of people will be a positive speaker in your life. So when you do find those positive speakers, keep them. And that's one of my main goals that I want to do now for the rest of my life is be that positive speaker into people's lives and say, no, you can do it. Mm. And I believe you, whatever you want to do, Chris, you'll be able to do number one, because I've seen your physique. So a person that's that dedicated to have that type of a, a body you put that dedication to anything and you, and you'll crush it. Appreciate that. Yeah. You'll crush every area of your life. Same dedication that you put into yourself. You put it, you just place that same drive and outcome that you want and you'll have it. Cause um, I, I started it, but what I did is I didn't, I didn't go, I didn't work the nine to five and start the company. Mm. I quit all nine to five and I just ran in my company. I just, yeah, I didn't try and I could, I didn't dabble in both. I went all the way in with my company. Yeah. So you didn't have any, I just started making cold calls. No, I had already a little bit of a following of everyone that knew that Travis was a good electrician. Cause I had, I worked for this first company four or five years, built a name like, man, he's good. I was a foreman at 25. So people would see this young man like running jobs and you meet contractors, everything's networking still, even in construction. I think even in life, uh, everything is networking and sales. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You got to network and sell, you know, just like how I met Isaac. We networked. He's, he asked me what he, he shared with me, what he does, boom, sold the deal. Um, same thing. So I would just start making calls. Hey, I'm, I'm doing my own thing now. Hey, I'm, I'm doing my own thing now. Uh, and then just give me a chance to bid. I would drive to jobs. And so there was no plan B. I just had to go all in and then be good with the money. Um, what I learned from this other company is um, like all my purchases were all for tax purposes. Mm-hmm. My vehicles, my tractors, everything I bought was for a tax write-off purpose and income for the company. I don't have any boats. 
I don't have any fifth wheels. I don't have any toys. I don't have any of that stuff. I don't, I'm not, if it's not, if it's not a real tax write-off or benefits the company, I don't, I don't have nothing to do with it. Cause I don't, and I don't have that ego where I have to be going to the lakes and going to Havasu and, and, uh, and playing with everyone that wants to be playing. I'm, I'm grinding while they're playing. And I think that's where I was able to stay afloat. Cause I watched a lot of companies come and go, and they say it's about a five or six years. And some of my friends, they tried to launch theirs and in about five or six years, they're filing bankruptcy because they wouldn't pay. They, they would owe the supply houses. So number one, you always have to pay in my business, pay off your supply houses, never get in trouble with payroll taxes. I, I allow the payroll taxes. Just, they just take it automatically out of the account. I don't even, they don't leave it up to me because it's hard. So they just automatically take it. So I'm never in trouble with payroll taxes. And then um, at the end of the year, we just do, I, I purchase, you know, like the tractors you guys will see on my Instagram. And, um, you know, that, that mini excavator alone is about $55,000. So there's one right there. And then every three to four years, instead of paying it off and keeping it with no payments, I'll just get a new tractor. So then every few years I'm getting a brand new tractor with a write-off and a, and a payment that keeps the IRS off, off me. And in 12 years, I've never been in trouble with the IRS workman's comp. I mean, we, we get an audit every year with workman's comp. That's just standard. They want to see if you're being honest with your payroll. Um, so those audits, but I've never been in trouble with the IRS. Um, and thank, thank God for that, because those, those are companies that can come in and, and take, take from you, you know? Yeah. So, so, you know, you just learn the game. If you're going to be in the game or play a game, you're going to want to know the rules. And, um, and a lot of time people better looking like they got money than behind the scenes. You see the, what the books say you got, you know? And then you keep, you keep, a, you want to keep enough in there to um, pay, be able to pay payroll and, and float the company for not just, and there's been times, man, there's been times, okay. Every business owner, I'll be honest with you guys. There's been times when, uh, cause it, when you're a corporation, right. I take a payroll. I would hold on to my, I wouldn't put deposit any of my checks. I'd have a stack of them because it got tough during COVID. It got tough, got thin, pull everything in. Um, but that's business. You're going to have your highs and your lows and, um, you know, and that that's all part of it. And just to stay after it and believe your faith, man, whatever you believe you will bring that to yourself. If you believe it and you put your action to it, right. What is, what is, how do you really activate faith action? Right. So if you're believing in something and you don't put no action to it, then it's not going to work. But if you're believing in something like I have faith that this is going to work, I have faith. This is what I want to see set goals. I always, so I'll finish with this. I, I always activated my faith with action. If I was believing in something, I would put action to it, you know? And, um, and that's, that's it. If you, if you do that, man, the world is yours, is yours. I mean, actions speak louder than words. We got a lot of people just talking. We, we need some people that are doing action, you know? Yeah. 
that's what the, the, the group we're with is like we call it the rare it's the rare it's rare to be ripped like chris rich and um yeah and rare rare ripped and rich and own all of it own all areas of your life own the finances own the physique of your body um your mental state and have all that then from that place i think people will listen to that person yeah because there's a lot of people that got money but they don't got the they don't got the they don't got their body they let their body go so imagine being the person that has it on all ears or or the guy that's at the gym that has it but he's but he's a douchebag but imagine the guy at the gym that's got the body and he's got the right mind and he's got the finances now that's rare but it's doable right you know yeah so um that's 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 what I have to say really about um, if you're going to start your own business, just no plan B, just go in and know that there'll be some rough times ahead of you. And that's okay. Have that's you, okay. As you've gone, you know, you've built your business. Have you ever gotten like, I mean, there's a, there's like a, a saying or, or maybe a quote that says like, uh, I mean, it, it, to summarize, it's like, as you're going, you know, maybe you've seen, you've seen some success in one area, but there's another opportunity right here and another one right here, and you potentially do both of them. But would you like, have you noticed that where it's like, oh man, I could do this business too, and then I'll have two businesses? Or, you know, like you kind of just get distracted while you're growing? Um, I think if, yeah, you're, it's a good point because if you're, if you're busy doing a lot of things, but you're not really seeing anything come out of it, it's good to commit to one thing at first and just get that thing established. Like right now, I've been working so hard in this area for so long. Now I'm like venturing out to other things. So building a brand on social media. Now I'm putting a lot of time there. Um, but I didn't try and do all that at once. Cause you can, you can, um, just be doing a lot of things and not getting anything done. It just looks like you're busy. Yeah. Just really busy, but not really productive. Um, But the main thing that if a person can channel into themselves, it's like whatever your conscience is telling you, that's what you should be doing. Because to me, I believe our conscience is the voice of God for all of us. We're all born with it. We all have it. doesn't matter what church religion, this doesn't matter of anything. All these people that spoke these quotes from long years, thousands of years, they were all talking the same thing and they never knew each other. So there's a way to channel that. So if, if, if Isaac's feeling this, he's listening to his conscience on what to do and you be like really what to do, that's what you should go after because then there's no, then you're, then, then you're not going to, um, waver it won't take your attention away on other things you know but i get yeah. it's hard because i know that i know that there's times where, where it's like travis the bills are due right now like but i want to do this so i've got to work here until i do this and if that's the case yeah you just have to be that individual that works a 15 16 hour day and doesn't care about sleep it's just how bad do you want it you know because you got to work your job to pay the bills and then 
on all your spare time, you monetize it doing your company, monetize it building your brand, monetize it building your other company, your second company, third company. You know, because a lot of these real, real wealthy, wealthy people, they've got multiple streams of income in several companies. But these people are animals. They're, 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 they don't care about their sleep schedule. You know, they're not worried about their eight hours of sleep. They can operate on five or six, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and the higher you, the higher you go up in your business though, do you feel like the less decisions you should have to make, you know, more, more important decisions than just a ton of smaller decisions? Like do you try to delegate as much as possible? I probably should. Um, that's kind of a hard one that I see myself kind of with because I, when you build something with, with nothing, right? You, you want your hands on everything. So that's a hard thing for a guy to allow someone to now hear. Now you make these decisions because do they? So that's a, but you do to answer your question, Isaac, you do have to delegate that to other people. You have to have a strong team. And then that's when you pick people. I've been through so many guys tell me, Oh yeah, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. But the traveling, the early mornings and the hot summers or the cold winters, it breaks them down. And that guy that was like, Oh man, I want to do this. They didn't want to do it. Then they're out. Um, so it's just finding that team, finding that person that sees your vision. And yeah, yeah, that's the best way to do it is you've got to be able to pass some of the load down to another person to free me up to be able to do the other things. This one guy says, I should be only be focusing on what moves the money needle. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be messing with these other things that I still do because I, I'm like, I have to. Uh, you know, I don't have to, but you kind of have to because like material and all this stuff, it's all money and people don't care about it. You can lose, you can lose. And um, so I'm kind of hands on everything still. And I got to allow myself to let loose a little bit, but I'm overseeing everything. And when I see a weakness in an area, I step in, you know, like I did a video with my bags on it and I had a guy say, please don't tell me you're still wearing your bags, Travis. And I'm like, you know, I don't have to do anything, but I choose to. And my guys love that. Like they love it when, and other, the other trades, they love it. Like I get along with everyone because I am the guy that still will get in the trenches with them. So I don't ever look at myself as like um, better than, I always want to be right with them. I'm with them. Yeah, I'm with them. So if that's, if there's an area that we need to pick up, I'll jump in in a heartbeat and get it done. You know, yeah. pick up and the slack wherever it needs to be. I'll still wear my bags if I want to. I'll still get in the trenches. Um, that's just me. That's just how I, I like to be in there with the guys. And, and I know they love it. Even the other trades, they love to see that because their bosses might, don't. They just sit in the office and, answer phone calls. That's just not how I roll. Yeah. Yeah. I like to be out there in the heat and the sun and show them, look, I'm out here too. It's hot, but I'm out here too. You know, it's cold, but I'm out here too. Cause we have where so we li- live, even though it's in, even if, though it's in California, it's the high desert, even we're, we're LA County, but the high desert gets pretty hot in the summer 
and it can be pretty cold in the winter, but nothing like probably what you guys deal with. So I probably shouldn't be complaining. I know the Midwest gets probably freezing, but it does. It does. It does. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. Um, so I, I, you know, I have my own brand and Isaac has his own brand and there's a, there's a sort of like a sentimental attachment that comes with that. Um, as you start building up your brand, because I know you're not done with whatever you're doing with your business. Like once you get it to a point, like where it's time for you to retire, are you ever going to sell your business? And do you believe that's going to be one of the hardest things you will ever do? I believe so. Yeah, because again, when you've built something with your, with, you know, your hands, I mean, yeah, yeah, that would be hard to sell. I would probably just let it run, just let it run, maybe just, mm. just let it run, you know, um, mm. at that time, who knows when I, maybe I'm passed away, the company still runs, mm. like never retire. I don't have the retirement mindset. Um, yeah. I think it's because I never had a for sure built retirement. I've always been a lot for a long time self-employed. Um, mm. So I don't have that. I, I think I'm just going to keep running it man. just keep running it. You know, so we, I think that I think the retirement mindset, like I, I could use a lot of people, for example, but there, there, there's a finish line there. So once they get to that finish line, like, then what? Then they either drink themselves in two or three years, they're gone anyway, or they get, they're dead. There's no end point. And in my brain, there's no end point. We're going to take this thing all the way. You know, I don't so, have that end point, even though I'm building for, you know, my wife and I to have, you know, everyone wants to be successfully, you know, there when you're, you know, at a certain age, but um, I don't know, man. I mean, I just don't have an end point in my mind. Like, like a lot of people do that work a nine to five. They're like, man, when I'm 60, I'm retiring. Yeah. Then what? It's like, so, uh, would, so, um, you know, knock on wood, but if you do pass away, do you have someone you would pass your business down to, uh, would it be your kids or, uh, would it be one of employees at the moment? I don't because I don't have any kids, but I would probably, you know, it depends who's around me at the time who put in, it depends at the time. Like if I were to something happen to me right now, um, I probably should have something set up to where, I mean, we have some life insurance policies and stuff. So my wife would be okay, but, um, that it would run. It's hard when you built something like how I have it. And if I were to be like got killed in a car accident, then yeah, no, I think, who runs it? That's a great question. So those things, those things are good um, planner to be planned, you know, to be, to be talked about. Yeah. Those are good questions. Yeah, well, you know, having, you've built your, you're, you've built your business and it's, and it's been successful for like 12 plus years now. So I can, it, there's something to be said about coming up from like not having anything, you know, and then, going straight into your business, not taking any loans, essentially. Um, but yeah, like generally businesses last, you know, five years if, you know, they're new. 
Yeah. But going that 12 years, you know, you know, from what you've said, I feel like being an operator for as long as possible and perfecting your, your trade has really helped you go as far as you have, you know, because you can right. see all the moving parts and you can fix things that are broken. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you feel the same way in that area? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, like a couple of my friends that have same started a company even competitors in the business, they started an electrical company and uh, their vision of a business owner was different than mine. They immediately started taking days. They, they were always at the Dodger games. They were buying all the, 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 the nice cars, but they weren't like, they just didn't, the vision it wasn't there. The money, you know, that was them. They weren't on the job sites. They weren't managing it right and um it got sloppy got real sloppy started owing the the supply house's money people start coming after you and the next thing you know your only way out is to file bankruptcy and um but that was their vision for some reason of when they became the business owner or a boss was that now they could take all the time off they wanted and sounds and like it's just have- like a nine just, to five sort of mindset. Like when you clock out, you're done for the day. But if you're running a business, I feel like you're never done. Like, no, I mean, you're like, never done. You're always up at like three yeah. in the morning working, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is it, and there's a point where you know that even though you're, hand, you're married to your company, but you're not answering to a boss that's telling you what to do. You're like, man, I can, I can work from one to 3 AM if I want, or I can work, you know, and those are the, the perks of it. If you did want a Saturday off or a Sunday and go somewhere or, you know, like say right now on a Monday at 12, I'm able to free up my day and be with you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, If I was working for a company, I couldn't do that. True. Not really. I mean, maybe, but not really. Right. And it wouldn't even, wouldn't even be this, you know? So, so being your own boss, it's just responsibility. Basically, I think life boils down to what I really love and enjoy is self-discipline because I never had, I never had discipline as a kid. No, I never, ever once had a curfew to come in. Never had to do, no one told me to do homework. Never had any discipline my whole life. So at this point in my life, I like love self-discipline and being disciplined and, and just, just being disciplined in every area with, with, with being um, all the way down to like everything we eat has a purpose, purpose over pleasure. That's, that's right. our thing. Man. We, we love that. We love discipline because that's what will get you there. When we don't feel like doing something, you don't want to get up. Well, if you're a dis, if you're disciplined, it'll it'll kick in. Your habits, your daily habits that you do, you know, um, when you don't feel like waking up or you don't feel like doing that, that's the difference between a business owner. Is they still like, for instance, I think it was Michael Phelps. You guys know Michael Phelps, right? The Olympic swimmer yeah. won all those gold medals in the Olympic swimming. He said there was many times I didn't want to go swimming and get in that pool and he goes but that's the difference between champions is that we do we still do things when we don't feel like doing them 
So you're not yeah. always going to feel like this is great. Well, you know, there's been many right. times when I'm like, dang, man, dang, what if I just did a nine to right? But it's like, nah. see, I can't even barely say it because it just doesn't register with me no more. Maybe in the very beginning, just, but maybe not even in the beginning. It just doesn't register. I'm just not built that way to work for someone. I work with a lot of people, but no one's, um, I'm not on no one's watch, man. But I'm so self-disciplined. I run myself as if I ran for, if I work for a company. So that was one thing I used to always tell myself. I'm like, I'm still doing the same things that I'm doing if I were working for another company. I'm just working for Light Electric. That's the difference. I was still running a company. The guy that had to file bankruptcy and go to Texas, I was basically running his company at that time. Young, 25 years old. I was managing labor, managing material, making sure the jobs were doing right. Um, you know, and not caring if people like to or not, because they're not going to like you if you're the boss. There's, you can try and make people like, but they just don't. And that's okay. They can, they're going to hate. You got your haters, man. You need some haters, though. It lets you know, hey, whatever. They're right. <laughs> right? They're right. Yeah. 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 You know, when Chris busts his shirt off, there's some haters out there. Check these abs out, man. Shit. Right? They're going to be hating on you. Like, yeah. oh, man. Does that guy ever eat? They're just going to say something dumb. Like, no, I'm disciplined. I care about what I, you know what I mean? Because it takes discipline to run like that. It takes discipline. Yeah. You know, an undisciplined man is just one of the most disgusting things. I see him all the time. I'm in construction for 20 years. I've been around nothing but men. I don't, I've never worked around women. Always worked with men. And, um, I don't even call them men. They could look the toughest and scariest and they're not They're They just care about drinking their beer. Um, just, you know, low level. We're, we're trying to be elite high level, bring people to the top. I want to bring as many people to the top as I can. And also, and I'll, I'll do that. And in my company, they'll either go somewhere else or, Hey, they're coming to the top because then I haven't really done my job. Right. If I'm not, um, you know, like, for instance, Jesus, right? He poured into 12 people and then those 12 went out and they did all that they did that we read about. That's what we're supposed to do is duplicate yourself, pour into someone. Like if you want love, give someone love. If you want forgiveness, then forgive someone. You know, if, if you're, yeah, everything is on the other side of what you want. You know, if you want money, you've got to give, you know, um, yeah. So it's, it, but the, but the, the self-discipline is very important. You got to be so disciplined. You got to be disciplined that when you have a million dollars in the bank, you're not in Cabo or down in Mexico celebrating, like, look at me. No, you still operate as if, you know, there's a saying um, that we say that uh, the rents do every day. So we operate every day as if, you know, my rent was due or mortgages due or whatever's due. We don't, we, I don't just, uh, even if I have a good cushion in the bank, I don't, I don't get sloppy and I don't, I don't let it get to me. Like I'm not out vacationing on a boat, popping bottles. I'm not doing that. Not doing yeah, that. That makes no. sense. I, I work, I generally work every single day. I don't, 
within the last year, I don't think I've not done anything, you know, business related for a day, at least a couple hours, you know? Right. And That's awesome. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah. And you know what? And down the road, it'll pay off for you. And if you want, see, then the choice is like, Hey, um, honey, you know, your wife, Hey, do you want to, you know, let's go take a week or two weeks off. And what'll happen is you'll push the margin so far from the average person that no one can vacation with you because they can't, they don't have the money. They don't have the time. I mean, they might save and be able to do their yearly vacation, but you can push so like Kobe Bryant used to say, Kobe Bryant would say that he would spend all those hours in the gym each day, say if it was three or four more hours than the other guy. And then if you added a year to that and then two years of that, his margin was so far ahead. None of these other guys could catch him at that point. So the time you put in, like what you're saying, Isaac, in a year, two years, three years, you're going to be so far ahead than the other age you know guys that you're around and you're gonna look around like dang man yeah it pays off you just have to stick to it over and over so just keep doing so it that, put in that time so um would you say um like that true self-discipline kicked in once you took that risk or was that way before then you know when you took the risk with your business you're like fuck it i don't need a plan b i can just jump in there you know and trust myself or was it before then so the the discipline my work ethic was on point it was Mm. the discipline um so let me think back so again when i was when it was when i was young and i first started and my work ethic it was i was going off of what felt right i was going off of this Mm. feeling that it feels right to be up early it feels right to to earn an honest paycheck. It just felt right. And I went off of that after time and time again, then I saw how pe- only people to gain respect in construction is to be the hardest working person there. You have to, the only way you can gain respect in construction is to, I'll be the hardest working one here. No one's going to about beat me. No one's going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stay longer. I'll be here. I raised my hand for every Saturday, every overtime day. I never passed an overtime day. I'm in. I'm in. You guys want to work tens? I'll work tens. So I never. So my work ethic just came. My there was some roller coaster in my uh, when I was about thirty. I began to. I slipped back into the, the alcohol. You know, started doing liquor, man, and ran with that. And, and, and I went through that stage as well. So I'll share that with you guys. So like hanging out on the golf courses, that's what I'm saying. Popping bottles, acting like you're somebody, it's all worthless, man. And then I realized I was out on the golf course, you know, um, and I'm like, it just hit me. Like, I shouldn't be doing this. This isn't even what am I doing? Like, so I just wrapped it up. I wrapped it all up, tightened it all up. Now I've been completely sober off everything for a long time. I don't do no alcohol, no drugs, no smoke cigarettes, nothing. I am like the cleanest person. Yeah. And I run and I operate at a high level like that. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, but I did 
go through that. And um, so that discipline there went, you know, went down uh, when my personal life was, was crap. My work life was still on point, but then I let my personal life, like that lie come in and say, you know, that, you know, you're successful, you know, this is what you do. You go hang out with the boys. And then it's really not, it's really not what you do. That's why I speak against it now. It's not, it's just a big babysitter for baby boys to go hang out with and drink. That's right. And there's nothing good that comes from it. That's right. Nothing. It creates fights with, if you're married, it's, so I just live on the, the, the side where I want to build every man to his best potential, woman to their best potential, marriages to their best potential. Um, that's just how I want to do now. I don't want to influence anyone because I realize I can influence someone to drink and be dumb, or I can influence them to uh, be hard worker. Let's make some money. Let's create content. Um, you know, that, that's where I'm at. So the discipline, it came in a wave, like the work ethic was good, but my personal life, I let slip and so, uh, so, just got, just get you in trouble. So I would get you in trouble. The drinking that. will just get you in trouble. Liquor will just get you in trouble. It's just a matter of time and when, but it will get you in trouble. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for sharing that too. You know, majority of the audience members do need to listen to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It'll just get you in trouble. You'll wake up in jail. You'll do something you're not you want wanting to do. Um, you know, discipline weighs ounces and regret weighs tons. You know. So then, that's a good thing. There is is to gauge what like get rid of everything that causes regret. Like if you wake up the next day and you're like, "Dang, I should have said that," or "I shouldn't have done that." That's 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 your internal state speaking to you. That's what I tell people about anxiety when they feel anxiety or depression. That's just a gift that we didn't see. Anxiety is just telling a person that they're not on, they're not on course, right? Something's off. Right. So if you're dealing with anxiety, you're just off course a little bit. That's just your, your inner self telling you, Hey, get back over here. Cause when you're on point, when you're making all right decisions, doing everything, the best of your ability, you won't live like the life I live now, anxiety, depression, all that stuff doesn't exist. It doesn't even exist because it can't. That's right. But I remember waking up with regret and anxieties and depressions because of the actions of my behavior. But I don't have that no more. None, none of that even, not even in my, like if I don't even worry about anything with my company. I used to worry about, it. are we going to make it? Or are we not? Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't even, uh, doesn't even come up. In my mind, so what would you, how you would you, how would you define discipline and work ethic in your definition? Like uh, what's the dis- difference between in your definition? So. Um, discipline. Well, what you, like a uh, disciplined work ethic, or the difference between work ethic and discipline? The difference between them. How would you define it? Um, I don't. Well, so a uh, like. In construction, I was taught under the old, we used to call them the old school guys where it, they were mean. They would call you names. They were like, like, I, I remember not even being called my name, like for the first year, it was maggot, um, dipshit. You know, these guys were mean. And, and, and I'm not necessarily saying that's the right way because it's not. You don't need to call people that, right, to get them 
So in construction, you're always like, again, you have to be a hard worker to, to make it in that industry or they'll just, you'll just get made fun of, or he's a, so the, the work ethic, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. Like, I don't know if you can have, if you can't have discipline, like you have to have discipline to have a strong work ethic. I don't know how to split them. Does that make sense? Cause, cause, and, and, and a lot of people, what I've noticed too, and a lot of people in an employer or being a boss or being a leader is sometimes I could go, Hey, I, like, I have to give them a finish. Like, this is what I want done today. Because in somebody's head, they actually think they worked hard today. But I'm like, no, you didn't do nothing today. You could do more. So you just right. push a little bit. And then there might be another person that's like, kills it. And you're like, see, now that guy gets it. So hmm. sometimes each individual is different. And that's the part where you've got to kind of know how to deal with people. I don't, I don't go the old school way. You can't anymore. You can't just be calling people names and uh running them down like we used to just run people down i'd rather build them up so you can do it see what i do is i push i push people to come up and if that makes them want to go then they go but i'm not going to belittle them to go does that make sense yeah i'm not gonna yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna like give them the responsibility and then they're gonna be like oh man I, like you know it's like it almost feels like the difference between a drill sergeant and a motivational speaker. Like, how are they elevating you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the drill sergeant wants to just tear you down and talk to you. And I don't know, I guess that's how they do it in the military and in the prison systems, but I guess it has a place for it out here in the, in the free world though. But see, when you go into the military, you're signing over to those guys. And when you're in prison, you're signed over to those guys. You don't have a choice. In the free world, we're kind of like, I've just seen how it, how it is both ways. And I, I would rather build a person up. I'd rather see, like, I have guys that can't wait to come back to work the next day. And when I see that, then I know I'm getting to them because I'm like, why, why are they so excited to be back today? Because the work that they've accomplished has made them feel so good inside. It's the feeling like what I used to chase. That's why on the post we did the other day is that the work is what instills the worth. So a lot of people that battle with depression or they don't feel that self-worth, they're not accomplishing anything. They're not giving themselves hard tasks. So I can give a guy a hard task and then watch him, you know, be pissed at me during the day about it. But when he accomplishes it, and then on his drive home, he's like, I did that today. I accomplished that today. I worked hard today. They're, they're, they're riding high on their accomplishment, on what they were able to do. And yeah. so then I'll see them return the next morning. Like, what's next? What are we going to do today? Because they want that same feeling that I used to chase, just feeling great about yourself. So yeah. I think we're, we're designed to, to um, you know, give, give yourself a hard task and win and then you're like hey that's how you build your confidence self-confidence is built by just overcoming all your own fears we battle with most of it just up here made up scenarios that's what i call them they're all made up scenarios i could make up a bunch of scenarios that won't even help me 
I can make them up yeah. though and be like, man, that's going to just a bunch of made up scenarios. Yeah. I think it was, you know, Seneca that said that and kind you know, the, uh, the stoic Seneca, um, yeah. you suffer more from imagination than reality. Yeah. I posted that a while back and people really skipped you- with it and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. One of the big turning points in my marriage was when I realized that I was doing that to my own marriage. I would create these scenarios about my wife. And then when I would get home, I would believe these scenarios and be mad over nothing. And I would pass pass on this uh, passive aggression, which is the weakest form of an emotion. And once I realized I I was doing that and I was able to take my thoughts, just like say the Bible says, take every thought captive. So I would, I would, I still do it all the time. Auto suggest to myself when these thoughts start coming, no, no, that's not true. I'm making this up. I'm making this up because I'm naturally could be a negative person. So that's why it takes a lot of more work for me through physical fitness, through these daily habits to, to become a positive person. And, um, and it changed it changed my marriage around a hundred percent because it was me making, and I'm like, this is what I told myself. I'm like, if this is the girl you love and you want to be with, why are you creating all these scenarios in your head about her? And it was done. Once I realized I was doing that, I changed it. And now I don't do that. I don't dwell on these, these thoughts that aren't even true. Cause we could just create these own thoughts. And then, and then I would believe my own thoughts. Like, yeah. And then come home pissed, like for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's imaginary evils, man. We can do that on an employee. We can do that with a person we work with. We could just create right. these, these imaginary evils and then believe them and then dwell on them. <laughs> yeah. And let them ruin our day. And none of it's even true. Right. So I'd rather not dwell on that stuff. Right. I'd rather create scenarios that are uplifting and, you know, so a lot of our struggles just right in our own mind, you know, channeling in the right energy, you know, and then putting off that energy. Yeah. Right. There... Asking for it and then giving it. That's what we used to do when, when I would travel around and preach, we'd ask God to give us something and then we'd go out to the streets and splash it out on people. Fill Is us there... up so we can that's what happens a lot of people just stay not stagnant and in stagnant environments what happens if it was a stagnant pool there's algae bacteria all these things create in a stagnant environment but if you've got if you've got rushing waters a river that's clear Mm. so so the more we bring in if we give out bring it in give it out bring it in give it out we're just going to be continually filled but if we just become stagnant, yeah, that's where that's where bacteria and algae starts forming, you know. Yeah, that's true. Have you heard of um, idle hands? There was like a saying, like I, idle hands, or it has to do with something with the devil. Workshop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. That, yep. Idle hands is the devil's workshop. That's absolutely right. It, it, it he gets you right here. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It gets into your mind. You start creating these imaginary evils and then you dwell on them and then you believe them. But when you're creating something and if you're doing stuff, 
they don't have, there isn't that. Yeah. And, and I found out how to, how to do that without having no alcohol, no marijuana. Like when people say, Oh, I've got to have this. No, we don't. It's just yeah. self-talk. So that's what they're saying to themselves, right? Like everything after I am is what you're putting on yourself. Like I am sick or I am tired. A lot of times when a guy's at work and they're like, man, I'm tired. I'm like, yeah, because you keep saying it. I'd be tired too <laughs> if I just told myself a hundred times I was tired. How about tell yourself you're not tired? See what I mean? Like it works that way. We can, we right. can speak these own words over ourselves and then not realize what we're doing. That's why when someone's like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. If they would ignore that, the hunger goes away. Anyone that's fasted or on a tight diet, they understand that. Like, yeah, the hunger pains will hit, but they do go away. You know, right. uh, um, same with our thoughts and everything, man. If we just dwell on something. So, yeah, you're right, uh, you know, Chris, about idled hands. It's the devil's workshop. It's his playground. That's when you want to go eat a Twinkie. Um, cheeseburgers are awesome when I'm bored, right? Yeah. Like when I'm bored, I'll start eating. That's me. Because what else? Is so now, like if you're bored, what's better to do? Hit some push-ups or something. Or go create content. Like right now, I'm having a lot of fun, obviously, working with Isaac as well. Is, you know, building a platform on social media. Now that I've seen, like how big it is and how awesome it is. I'm a late bloomer on the IG. Um, but now I'm like having fun because what, what more fun is that to create content for people that you never even get to see that you can tell them that, you know what, your day's going to be awesome today, regardless. It's like simple words like that. <laughs> you can send it off. And if you're sending off that positive energy throughout the day, don't you think that you're going to feel better about yourself too? Cause you're pushing that out there. Right. So you're like, boom, first thing in the morning, I'm like, man, everyone have an awesome day. We're going to kill it today. So I'm putting that out there. Then I feel good, you know, instead of being that mean, bitter boss that shows up cause he's upset, you know, nah, we're going to operate at a high level on everything we do. And it'll yeah, roll into you guys. Your companies will flourish. Like you would never see telling you that dedication that you guys have you put that in all areas there is no way to there's no and then you give it one year two year three years like Kobe Bryant would say he, he was so far ahead of everyone else because of the time of practice that he put in They're, they couldn't catch him there's no yeah. way do you have any um I know there's a lot of people that are just starting out and obviously it can it's easy to get sucked into the content world and you know on instagram tiktok about all these things that you should be doing right you know, um do you have any personal um, habits or disciplines that you feel like really helped you, you know, get to where you're at you know for people just starting out like what should they you know put into you know practice daily you know without you know trying to put into practice everything that everyone's saying to do <laughs> yeah uh, you mean like what, what's my daily routine, like morning routine? Yeah. So yeah. My, my, my daily routine is I'm up during the week at 3 a.m. Um, I still drink coffee. I'm a coffee drinker. 
I let everything else go, but I do still drink coffee. So I'll make some coffee. Um, I take, you know, get in a long hot shower about three 30 by that time I'm working out about 4am by 4am. I'm putting in a nice little workout. I get it done in the morning because I know that that's not always what we get, what we gain for, for me from working out. It's what I get rid of. So then now my character is on point when I'm leaving to go to work. See what I'm saying? So I'm getting rid of, yeah. And, and, and really the muscles and the physique is a byproduct of what the transformation is inside of a person. Like if I was just going for results, results, uh, I would have quit by now, but what'll happen in five, six, seven years, this is the muscles will just be a byproduct of, of, of what happened to me internally. That's, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. So, so, so by four, yeah. So by four, you know, I'm putting in a workout. Um, then, uh, after that I'm getting, you know, I'll, I'll either do a post. This is before I met you. I'm working on a post, getting it out early. And then depending where I'm working, cause sometimes I'm in Ventura, which is, you know, it's a hundred miles from my house. I'll drive there get down there by 7 a.m. And think about that. So by 7 a.m., I've already done A, B, C, and D, sometimes bidding, invoicing, payroll, stuff like that, stuff that I do, like to answer, like how I should outsource some of these things. I still have my hands on a lot of those things. Um, and then I get down there and my I'm re- we're ready to what what we need to get done for the day to keep the customers happy we build custom homes so we want to make sure everyone's happy um what needs to be done for inspections what material needs to be done make sure everything's good um and then get back home eat a nice dinner and then enjoy the evening with my wife And then, you know, I'm in bed fairly early, but at the evening times now on my schedule is, um, I'm on Instagram, you know, I'm on IG about that IG life, you know, and, um, and I'm, and what I'm doing too, is I'm searching to learn what people are doing, what, what work, what they're doing, you know, and stuff like that. And, uh, just learning it. And then, um, yeah. And then I'm in bed by eight, eight 30 and I run that routine again. And I run it through the seven days a week. I don't take the weekends off. I don't need sleep in on Sunday or nothing. You know, right? Because you have the habit. Yeah, it's just keeping the habit. Yeah, yeah. So you just maybe not three a.m., but maybe it'd be four a.m. on Sunday or something. But I don't. I don't need to sleep in. I think I just don't. I just operate again what feels right for me. In early in the morning for how many years I've been doing it. It's something amazing. You get to see the sunrise every morning. There's just things in the morning being up right at that time of day. Like there's even a thing that my, um, that I've learned about, um, about three 40 in the morning, three 40 AM in the morning is when the world is at its quietest is when you could be the most tapped in too. It's like just stillness or across the the globe at that time almost you know so being up in the morning is is like uh it's a it's a special thing you know for me it is have you have you gone on three walks before i'm sorry have you gone on 3 a.m walks before 
3 a.m. walks. Um, yeah. Not necessarily right away, but I would, I would say they're probably amazing. I mean, the sunrise amazing. The sunrise, the day starting, the birds chirping. I mean, just being in tune with, with, with the world at that point, getting your thoughts right. I mean, if you're a, if you're an elite runner, if you're a high level person, and you want, you know, these are things that a lot of wealthy high level people do. They they get their their mind right, their thoughts right for the day, for when because life is coming. So we're training for life. That means when this comes, this comes, this comes. I get a call. My mom passed. Anything that's coming, we're ready because it's coming. We live in a tough. It's a. I mean, no one's going to be there to, you know, we live in a tough world, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So we mentally have to be strong and if we're not, we'll be, well, yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those things because, because you're the pillow in the bed is so comfortable <laughs> and sleeping next yeah. to say your wife or whatever, or just your pillow alone that, yeah, it takes discipline to, to willingly uh, get up. That's like your first win of the day. So if you're winning all the time, like, okay, I got, I just got up. There's a win. I just had a cup of coffee. There's a win. I just did a workout. There's a win. So if you just go about your days, win, 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 win. I mean, how, how can you go wrong? You know, you're winning all day. Even when negativity comes at you and people try and throw stuff at you, just like, you know, bring it. That's right. Yeah. You know, bring it because I'm ready anyway. Got that that armor on, you know, just ready for whatever. Being that leader, being that man that people look up to, you know. And um, and it's okay to be different because society's on a wrong, it's on the wrong track. What they say is all good is not. It's all pain. Really, what everyone's feeling when they're drowning in alcohol is just pain. There's drowning pain, man. I was there. So I have a soft spot for it. I believe if I was able to change and get completely sober, I believe everyone can. I, I have friends that aren't able to get off of it. I still believe that they can, you know, they, they're not necessarily want me around, but that's okay. Who wants a person around that right in their eyes? Cause we bring conviction to them because we don't, I don't take in their drinking. That's right. But you know, so they're like, oh, man, I don't care if I don't get invited anywhere. I don't care. Our goals and our visions are so big, you know, like we're, we're going to help thousands. I mean, no, it's tons of people. Millions. Through, yeah, millions. There you go. Say it. Yeah. Yeah. Millions. Help millions of people get free from all the addictions and stuff that just you know, got, it's got everyone by the neck, man. It's like, man, especially alcohol. And it's the number one, it's the number one thing that everyone, because society welcomes it. It's like everywhere you go, everything you do, alcohol's right there. And it's the one that destroys the lives the most. So That's we're, so we're so dedicated. Funny. Yeah. We're dedicated to speaking against it. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Kind of like as a kind of like as a last question, um, what would you tell someone that's just starting out? You know, um, they they want that success in their life, but they don't really know where to start. I would say 
if you're just starting out, hmm, well, what I did, what I would do is I would always keep, okay, goals, right? And I don't want this to just sound cliche. So what I would do is I would always give myself something to look forward to. Even if it was as small as buying a new pair of boots, I'm like, man, tomorrow I get to wear boots or a new tool. Like, man, tomorrow we're going to get to use this new tool or a new tractor. Man, I can't wait till we get some underground work. We're going to get to run this new tractor. I'd always keep things out in front of me that kept me like, even in your line of business, if it was a new, like a new light, or if it was a new computer or a new, anything that kind of keeps you excited at a small level, and then set goals that you want to hit. Like in, in one year, I want to see this in two years. See what I've done is I've, I've went as far now as I've got a 10, I'm, I'm 10 years right now. I'm like, cause I'm in my forties. I'm like by 50, this is what I want. I got a 10 year goal. And I got to crush it the whole way to see this come. So if you're first starting out, just clarify your vision. I did a post today about um, clarify your vision and then plan with precision. A boat that has no destination is lost at sea. So right. get your vision strong and know where you're going. You know what I mean? Know where you're going and and hit those marks and when you hit them that's why it's fun it's fun to, to just not do these huge ones but to set some small ones too that way you're hitting them you're like man i, I did that i hit that even numbers on instagram if you want to hit a certain number of followers by this time whatever it may be clients you want i want to add five more clients this month um just set these these little stones everywhere you go and um i used to, that's what i used to do even even a pair of new work boots i'm like yeah i get the rock those tomorrow you know Sweet. Yeah. yeah yeah just set just anything that would keep me you know keep me going new set of bags or a new hammer like yeah i got this new hammer i'm gonna use this thing you know um yeah a fresh haircut every time you 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 take care of yourself you feel good and presentable get a fresh haircut like yeah man, i'm gonna rock this thing tomorrow staying fresh get some shirts made get some get some company stuff made that way when you're on camera you're rocking your stuff right. you know yeah that way you feel like man when i get up tomorrow i'm gonna be wearing my stuff um or whatever you can do to just keep that that thing burning inside you and i i believe the more that you self-care um, I believe in people need to do self-care because if you, if you don't love yourself, how can you love anything or love anyone? And That's so right. I believe yeah. when you fall in love with yourself again and you begin to take care of yourself, if it's a haircut, um, whatever it may be that you're spending a little time on yourself, um, it's a good thing. Don't let people say it's, it's not. It's a good thing because when, you, when, you're, when your confidence is high, and you love yourself, then that allows you to love everyone around you. You'll love your wife. You'll love your friend, anyone. You won't have that insecurity, you know, because we, we are not going to operate in insecurities. We're going to be high level, like, let's get it. Confidence. Own the room that you walk into. Like when you walk in the room, you own it. 
your energy is too high. You own the room. You're damn right. Yeah, there you go. You, you own that room. Your energy is different. You know, you got it. You guys got it. You know, there a, I, I believe in you guys. Is there, is there any books that you've read that's really helped you out um, on your journey? Um, and there's a ton of them. I, I, I used to, you guys know Grant Cardone? So he's got the 10X book. I, let me see if I even got a couple here. These are some old school ones, but they're good. So Napoleon Hill, have you guys heard of Napoleon Hill? If you yep, haven't, try. he's, okay, so this one is Outwin Napoleon the devil. Hill, out, Outwitting the Devil. Yeah, that one's, um, How to Own Your Own Mind. So How to Own Your Own Mind, Napoleon Hill. This is an old one. All of these are old. These are all Napoleon Hill. Think and Grow Rich. Napoleon Hill. Then I have some yeah. other ones. And then there was a, there was a time in my life where I would read about revivalists a lot. You know, it was wrapped around like when I was, um, you know, running around preaching and stuff, but that's a whole nother deal to talk about. But um, I love reading about revivalists of the old, you know, but there's a couple yeah. I just had right there. And of course the Bible, uh, we're not going to thump it or nothing, but you know, there, there's always that, endless knowledge of life in that thing too yeah. yeah a lot of the have you noticed a lot of business related books um referencing the bible i know napoleon hill does yeah you know and he was he was like a night in 1920s 1930s like in that depression era uh -huh. um but he does you know he He's a, he's an amazing, he was an amazing, um, what do they call him? A philosopher, I think, something like that. And then Jordan Peterson, right? He's awesome. Mm -hmm. Jordan Peterson, he's, he's mind-blowing things that he says. Um, yeah. Ed Milet on, on Instagram, he's got uh, maxed out. He's got the power of one more. Basically, when you feel like you're going to give up just, give it that one more day. That's what his dad told him when he was building his business and he felt like giving up. His dad said, just try one more day. And look, that one more day, he's now, I mean, that guy's worth hundreds of millions, Ed Milet. So he's a good one to follow. Um, yeah. Other than that, I try and just channel in, just get it directly from heaven, man, right from the source. Then, yeah. then, you know, then, you know, it's authentic. And when you're, when you're living right and you know, when you are, your conscience will speak to you. And that's the voice of God for your life. And you're getting it right. You're getting a download right from, from heaven at that point, from the creator, from that point. And it's authentic at that point. You're not getting it from anywhere else, but, but the source, you know, drink from the well, man, and then splash it out. <laughs> That's what, that's what we want to do. Get filled in, splash it out. Fill us in, let's go splash it out. And we'll, we'll take, we used to think we'd take city by city, you know. And it might, might happen again, you never know. 
for anybody you know that's just listening, um, is is there any way they can reach out to you? You know, kind of engage with your content as you go on your social media journey. Uh, yeah, the IG. Um, what would I give them? The Travino five five five. Is that how right. they would find me? Yeah. Yep. Just my IG. Um, come over. We're check us out. We're just trying to, uh, you know, get it up and running. And we're gonna have fresh content all the time. We're gonna yep. speak life. We're gonna speak yep. life to people. And encouragement and the truth. Mm-hmm. And physical fitness. No. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah, we got to get keep that in there, right, Chris? That's right. And I 